Welcome to Grace in the Shadows. This is Dr. Marla Beeler and Dr. J. Dr. Jonathan Beeler. Hello, everybody. I'd like to give a quick shout out to some new listeners from Norton, Virginia. Norton, Virginia. Okay. Time to get the RV out. Yes. Yes. Looks like a mountain. nice, it's a mountainous place. So okay. I don't know. You know how we are with mountains. Yeah. I don't know. We'll we'll check it out. We are thankful to have them listening, though. You can check us out at graceintheshadowsor.org. You can text or call 251-244-4645, or you can email us at drjonathan at graceintheshadowsor.org. All right. What you got? What do you call a cow with two legs? I don't know what. Lean beef. <laughs> okay. Uh, I can't believe what I left that. What sits at the seabed and has anxiety? What sits at the seabed and has anxiety? Yeah, those are dad jokes. I have no idea. A nervous wreck. A nervous I don't, wreck. I don't get it. All right. Humpty okay. Dumpty had a great fall. <laughs> okay. Summer wasn't too bad either. Okay. Now that one I get, but I still don't get the other one. Can you explain it to me? A nervous wreck. It's a figure of speech. Anxiety, well, I know what nervous me- wreck means. A wreck at the bottom, nervous. I don't know. I didn't make these jokes up. You I'm don't just, know what it are, means either. These are dad jokes. Dad jokes are not supposed to be make any sense. Yeah, well, but they normally make sense. That one didn't, and you can't explain it to me either, so now I don't feel so bad. All right, well, Alexander the Great, I think he was a narcissist because he named over 70 cities after himself. You think? Yeah. What kind of narcissist? Grandiose. Uh, Grandiose. Yes, grandiose, definitely. And did you know that Cleopatra was the first member of her dynasty to speak ancient Egyptian? She was also able to speak eight other languages, including ancient Greek, ancient Iranian, ancient Parthian, Syriac, Ethiopian, Troglodyte, Hebrew, and Arabic. And And I don't know. She committed suicide with a king cobra. Did she really? A cobra, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, that's kind of sad. What a way to go. Really? To have all that success and all, all that, that knowledge. Language. Eight yeah. languages. Can you imagine? They, what do they call that? A polygarch? Parley? Uh, somebody poly? that uh, smarter than me. Yeah. I I can speak English. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even speak English. Yeah. I can't even no, say it. <laughs> no puedes hablar inglés. I don't even know what I speak. Yeah. All uh, right. So what's our topic? We're going to talk a little bit about scripture, how to study it. I want to give a little background to why, what's important. Why is it important? Why is it important to read your Bible? Why is it important to study God's word? We have yeah. a lot of people that listen that may may not realize that, and some people seeking and may not realize it. Right, and it is important. It's important to get into the word every day and to study it. So, good topic. My love for scripture isn't just emotional attachment. Right. It's an intellectual commitment based on a line of reasoning yeah. that I, I view as linear convincing. Oh. So let me give you some reasons. Okay. Sounds good. There's a creator God. Yes. Which is the premise. Right. That can be demonstrated convincingly and cannot be successfully refuted. Okay. Okay. We see, we see creation, all this. We know there's a God. We do. Yeah. We do know there's a God. Uh, so by the very nature of the definition of the term God, which uh, we know the true God, but for the sake of this argument okay we would surmise him to have intelligence and love yes okay if he is intelligent he must be able to communicate 
And if he's loving, he must want to communicate to his creation. True. We would expect a communication from him to be intelligent, objective, flawless, unerring, trustworthy, enduring, capable of being studied, translated, and shared with others. And we would expect it to be authoritative and valuable to life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why we're here? Where are we going when we die? What's our purpose? Right. Uh, and if we follow this reasoning, it stands to reason that whatever communication God would place in our hands would be unique, one of a kind, distinct of all human communication in the class of itself. And that is the word of God. Yes. I mean, he's not going to skywrite to us as much as we would want, but he's already written a love letter to us. He has. The, the Bible is yes. the only book mm-hmm. where the author is present when you read it. I love that. Isn't yeah. that awesome? Just thinking that he is right there with us when we open up that app, that Bible app, or we open up our Bible. He's right there with us. And you said it right. It's a love letter. God's yeah. love letter. Written His love letter to us. And we, we need to read it because, I mean, like when we were dating and, and, and in our marriage, we've written each other love letters. It would be ridiculous to hand a letter and, and, and not read it. Yeah, I mean, we know that God exists by creation. Right. Logic. Yeah. Calls and effect. Mm-hmm. We see beauty within flowers and in the sense of humor within animals and even in human beings. Right. And and we see the beauty of uh, the the galaxies. And the, yes. And the planets and the stars. And, and we see how things work so intricately. Mm-hmm. So we know there's a God uh, logically uh, from an intelligent uh, standpoint, logical right. standpoint. And also because of the ability to love a person mm-hmm. or to love creation or to see uh, things that are beautiful. Right. We know there has to be a creator. Absolutely. And so uh, the Bible really is, is unique to other books in that it's written outside of time. Mm-hmm. And thus it can predict future events. Uh, 80% of the Bible was prophecy. 80%? Had been fulfilled. Okay, so 80% of the prophecies have been fulfilled. Yes, yeah, not 20% still 80%, to come. 20% okay. is to come for the second coming fulfillment. And if he fulfilled 80. Well, yeah, he's going to fulfill the rest. He's going to fulfill the rest. Absolutely. 100, 100. Let me, let me give you some other interesting food for thought. Okay. okay. Unique among all books ever written, the Bible accurately foretells specific events detailed many years, sometimes centuries before they occur. Approximately 2,500 prophecies appear in the pages of the Bible, about 2,000 of which are already fulfilled, no errors. And the other, it will be fulfilled, 20% yet to be fulfilled. We can expect it to happen. Yes. The remaining 500 so reach into the future may be seen unfolding as days go by. This is the probability for any one of these prophecies having been filled by chance. Mm. Okay. Um, look at this here. It, it's if you look at just eight prophecies, okay, of Jesus's first coming. Mm-hmm. There's one in ten to the seventeenth power. Okay, yeah. The odds of all the prophecies of Jesus's first coming mm-hmm. being fulfilled by chance, without error, is less than one in ten to the two thousand zeros power. That's a lot of zeros. I mean, that's just beyond my prayer. <laughs> yeah, I can't can't even uh, understand that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. God, you know, Deuteronomy 18, 21 through 22, it states that the a prophet has to be 100% right, mm-hmm. not partly. No. And if they were wrong, they were false prophets. What, what happened to them? They were killed. Stoned. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you can look at 
these fortune teller, clairvoyance, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, medium, right. Kind of talked about that last week. We did. We did. Yeah. Uh, they rarely get 60% of it accurate. Mm. Rarely. And the Bible is 100% positively per, uh, one on, on the money every single time. That's pretty cool. It is. Yeah. Uh, so we don't need to go to Mm-mm. spiritists or mediums. No, or other Bibles that other religions have. Yeah. We just need to stick with this one. It's 100% positively <clears throat> and correct. Um, Dr. Marla, could you read Second Peter 1, 20 through 21? Sure. Second Peter. 1, 20 through 21. Okay. All right. Knowing this, first of all, that no prophecy of Scripture comes from someone's own interpretation. For no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. So Peter here is saying that all scripture, Old and New Testament, mm-hmm. because he would even later on talk about how Paul's writings right. was was scripture, mm-hmm. and uh, Paul would say Peter's was. Right. And they all said Old Testament was. So the whole Bible was God's word through the Holy Spirit. And it's not some interpretation of, of, of what we want it to be. Mm-hmm. You know, there's people that say, read this scripture and, like, and run from churches like that. Right? That say, read this scripture. What do you think? Yeah, you have to have the whole context of the scripture. You can't just pick and choose and you can't turn it around to make it say what you want it to say. Because we're not God and God spoke to us. Right. Second Timothy 3.16 states all scripture is breathed out of by God, profitable mm-hmm. by teaching, mm-hmm. for reproof, for correction, training, and righteousness. Uh, you know what that means? All scripture came from God. It's all God. You know it's it all, all God. All. All. Every bit of it. And this is what I want people to get. Okay. Okay. And, and we're going to get into how to read your Bible. All right. Uh, Psalm 42, 1. As the, as the deer pants for the water brook, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. Mm-hmm. We need to have, be like that deer, right? You know, before we got before we got on here, old Cy, the dog, <laughs> our dog, <laughs> he was drinking like he was panting for water. Oh my and goodness! He drank the whole whole. Bowl. He drank the whole yeah. bowl. I mean, we were sitting here for at least two minutes while he was drinking because we didn't want to have the lapping in the background, but it went right along with this. Yeah. <laughs> well, he usually does that, I think, to yeah. annoy us. Yeah, he doesn't like it uh, when we Satan do our to jump. Probably he's got buddies. Satan's yeah. got buddies jumping around. Right yeah. But yep. anyhow. Anyway. Uh, we need to be thirsty for the word like old Cy. Like right. Like a deer. Yeah. Stands for water. That's right. Uh, we need to be hungry. We need to be thirsty. We need to yes. be desiring the word of God. Yes. Some errors people make reading the Bible. Okay. I think it's good to point out some errors. I, I agree. Yeah. Uh, error number one is beginning Bible without praying. Oh, it's yeah. beginning to read the Bible without praying. The Bible's not the New York Times. Oh no, it's not a hunting book. No, it's not Sports Illustrated. It's not, not fashion. It's not fashion. It's not some uh, romance book. The girls <laughs> like to read. Nope. It's a Bible, and we, and you know, I'm going to be on a little vulnerable here. Okay. Sometimes I don't do this. Right. Me either. I'm I'll, I'll go there right there with you. I'm yeah, I'm getting, getting better, better too. Yeah. 
but yep. I'm talking to myself too. I am talking to myself. I mean, you're talking to me and yeah, yeah. I'm joining in with you. <laughs> we, need, we need to pray before we read it because we it's do illuminate us. We do because we need to ask God to speak to us through the scripture and help us see something new that we've never seen before and just yeah. speak to us. And we need to make sure that our hearts are ready for that. And we need to be in the right frame of mind. I think sometimes, unfortunately, and, and I'm myself included, Sometimes it becomes a chore, something to check off. And I think if we're really earnestly seeking God, panning for that water, praying for him to reveal himself to us, it's going to take a whole on a whole different meaning and be more meaningful to us. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of times I will read it and then pray after or, or, but you know what? We should pray before. I think before and after and during. Yeah. I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. Prioritizing personal experience above God's word is another mistake, mm-hmm. another error. Okay. You know, we we mm-hmm. feel like, you know, I feel like uh, someone may say I'm divorcing my husband or I'm divorcing my wife mm-hmm. because I feel like uh, God told me to. Yeah, no. Well, God didn't tell you to. No. Mm-mm. Or, you know, I had a vision of... Uh, starting a new Bible or a new or a new religion. <laughs> God told me in a dream. No, no, no. I'm being kind of exaggerating. Purposely. Yeah, but we don't need to put experience over no our uh, over the Word of God. Absolutely not. How do you think people do that? Sometimes? Um, sometimes maybe we want to um, make the Bible say what we want to say as parents to our kids so we might twist it around you know or sometimes we may really 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 think god is directing us in a certain way so we might find bible verses that may go along with that and we make the bible say what we think it should say and that Uh is definitely not the thing to do yeah we got to be careful with that we do we do and and like i said before we've we have to take the whole context and that means that we need to read before we 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 find a verse that we really love we need to read the passage before and after to understand what is going on in that passage you know, yep. and, and that's important because I think sometimes we will pick and choose verses out of the Bible and say, okay, God, you said this. So this is what's going to happen. And we, I think we use verses sometimes to bargain with God. Yeah, I, I think you're exactly right. We have to be careful with that. Yeah, we do. I think also treating the Bible as a self-help book. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, really, it is. It is, but, but you know, many people, oh, I don't want to read about Revelation. It scares me. Right. You got to read oh, the I whole thing. I don't want to read about Jeremiah. It's depressing or Lamentations. It's, you know. Leviticus, uh, though. <laughs> but it is, but guess what? But there's cool stuff in there if you really dig down deep into it. We, we are missing positive mm-hmm. things through negative past yeah. experiences. Right. The history of the Bible of God yeah. speaking to us if we skip those. We do. And we and, and you know, if you're praying to see something new every time, you will. Absolutely. Yeah. <coughs> Ooh, a frog. Did you swallow a bug? <laughs> I think I did. I'm all choked up. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> um we also isogene. And that is we read into it what it what is not there. Right. Exegete is a is a word we take out of scripture mm-hmm. 
what it truly means. Right. But eisegete is when we we read in the Bible and we make it we make it based on our worldview oh, what okay. we want it to say. And we don't want to do that. Well, we read into it. Don't want to do that. Maybe so we, we struggle with every yeah. people that don't know Jesus going to hell. So if suddenly we make John three sixteen for God so loved the world. So all everyone's going to heaven because God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. And I've heard that. I've heard people um, do that. Or maybe we don't want like hell, and so we turn hell into just a darkness, right? Instead of burning fire. Yeah, or just skip over those verses, ignore them. Yeah, and that's kind of dangerous. That is it is. Dangerous. It is yeah. very dangerous. Yeah. yeah. Um, in the Philippians four thirteen, mm. um, you know, I can do all things that Christ strengthens me. But that's talking about Paul being in prison, right? That's yeah. not talking about you know basketball game, or, <laughs> uh, baseball game. Yeah, um, it's not talking about some things, but it's, it's talking about context of God's will. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, John three sixteen. for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. Yes. Believes in him. Right. You got to read the other passages because those that reject him. Yeah. He rejects. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So those are some things of, of how you can, uh, some common errors, mm-hmm. I think. Definitely. Some ways to study the Bible. Okay. Yeah. Um, and we got this. I got this from our church at Calvary Chapel. Yes, we got this yesterday. We were talking about that. It was a really practical, it was a great sermon. Yeah. And this is uh, E3 Partners. To use something very similar. Okay. And E3 Partners is who you do missions your with. mission trips with. Yeah. I think when we when we study the Bible, we first pray, and we need to we need to ask the Lord to open, reveal to, to us mm-hmm. uh, in the pages of the Bible any any common themes yes. or uh, words right. or passages that we need to hear. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, and we need to answer the following questions when we read it. Okay. What does the passage mean? Cool. Okay. Okay. We're not going to look in and say it means something. It's not. What right. does it mean? What does it mean? You know, define the words. Right. Define the identity of the words. The okay. Names. Yeah. And restate in your own words. Name studies are really cool. So a lot, if yeah. you, you're reading a passage and a certain name sticks out to you and you don't know what it means, that would be a good thing to do after your reading. Look that up. Look those things up. Oh, yeah. 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 What does it say about God, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit? Mm. You know, what's it say about God? Yeah. You know, uh, note his actions or right. his interventions or yeah. interactions. Yeah. What characteristics of God do you see? Right. Love, wrath, judgment, Mm -hmm. um, mercy, grace, compassion. Yeah. Any actions he forbids or encourages. That's good. Be asking questions like that. Right. And thirdly, what does it say about others? Mm. Mistakes, victories. You can learn a lot from others. That is true. You know, a lot of brothers and sisters learn a lot from watching the other siblings. (laughs) Very true. Right? Yeah. Learn what not to do. Yes. (laughs) Are there any uh, commendable actions, attitudes mm-hmm. modeled by others? Right. Um, failures yeah. you should avoid. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, what does it say about me? Mm. Am I living in agreement with the truths I've discovered? Oh, I like that. Is there any sin I should avoid? Mm-hmm. A promise to hold hold on to or, or command to follow that I'm not following? Is there... 
is there a way of thinking or acting that I have been neglecting? Mm. You know, am I sharing the gospel with others? Right. Am I reading my Bible? Am I right. being the leader of God right. that I'm supposed to be? Yeah. What changes do I need to make in my actions or thinking? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So those nice. are some common things. What do you think? Those are some great questions. Those are some really great questions. And we're going to put um, resources in the show notes that will take you to these things. So you can you can do that. You can have these things. You can write them down or you can print them mm-hmm. off and yes. have them right there with you yes. when you're reading your Bible. I think it's great. Yeah. And, re- and really, the Bible <laughs> is really, it is God's love letter. It is a book that people just are. You know, people that don't read the Bible are really, really missing it. Yeah, you're right. We need to know the story. We need to know God's story because it helps us to understand our story and see where we're going and, you know, see what's going to happen at the end, which is going to be amazing. But you also have to be a Christian. You have to know the Lord for it to speak to you because, you know, you and I both have talked about before we were Christians, we pick up the word of God and we read it and we would not understand what it was, what it was saying. But after we accepted the Lord as our personal Lord and Savior, when we picked it up and and still to this day, when we pick it up, we can see something new. We can hear God just speaking directly to us. So, you know, if you're not a Christian, I would definitely suggest that be your first thing that you uh, reach out to the Lord and you tell him that you're sorry for your sins. Tell him that you believe that he came and he died and he rose again and ascended to heaven, and he is your savior. Claim him as your savior, and then live your life for him. There's no magical prayer. Just yeah. speak to him like you would a friend and accept him as your savior. And I tell you, once you do that, when you pick up the word of God, you're going to see those new things. You're going to to hear God's voice speaking to you as you read those verses. It's guaranteed. Yeah. You know, for many years, I never read it. Right. And uh, I can't believe that I neglected right uh, 25 years of my life. Well, yeah, 19 yeah. for me, yeah. But, uh, you know, and this is the perfect example of how, of how God yes. can take a mess and turn it into a message for His glory for our good. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Have a great day. Goodbye. <laughs>